Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about Luc Besson's first film, and that is The Professional. This movie follows Matilda, a 12-year-old girl who was reluctantly taken in by Leon, a professional assassin, after her family is murdered. An unusual relationship forms as she becomes his protege and learns the assassin's trade. So this movie uh, I had heard of before. I've definitely heard of Luc Besson. Um, I think his most famous movie is probably either The Fifth Element or Taken. Um, I know Nikita is up there for him, but... I have never seen the vast majority of his movies. Actually, to, until today, the only one of his movies I have seen uh, was Valerian, which was awful. That was like one of the coolest looking trailers for one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, I was so disappointed leaving the theater uh, after watching that movie. I actually very vividly remember it was me and a friend and his dad, and we all went to see it together because we all were like into that kind of movie, and we we're like, oh, yeah, this will be cool. And we were walking out like, that was ass. That was dog shit. Like, that was one of the first times in the theater where I remember, like, actively looking at my friend and being like, does this suck? And we were like, yeah, this sucks. And then his dad was like, oh, you just didn't get it. And we were like, nah, bro, you didn't get it. That was a trash movie. But anyway, uh, I I really like this movie. This is considerably better than that because obviously the bar is pretty low. But this movie has a very unique premise, I think, and one that in some ways could get a little creepy. I mean, it's pretty—it's a pretty dark premise for a movie, but I think they managed to make a kind of out there idea very charming in its execution and something that you really, uh, you know, you really fall in love with the characters and really are down to go with them on this journey. Uh, of revenge and everything and i really enjoyed watching it i think it has a great opening right off the bat it's very attention grabbing and it's something where i'm like why why is this not batman like seriously the opening of this movie you know minus the killing this is just this is just Batman. I mean, this is like the shadows, the the all you know, the the privacy shields f- dropping down in front of the windows, his eye peeking through the bullet hole. I mean, this is so perfect. The way he uh, comes out of the shadows, and then the way he descends back into the shadows, it's so perfect. I really, really love this opening. The only thing I would say is maybe a little bit disappointing is that. Um, the the phone call is like make sure he understands and then he hangs up and he's like do you understand it's like yeah yeah i understand and then he's just like okay and leaves it's like that's that's not how you make somebody understand i mean you're a hitman you gotta like i don't know cut a finger off or something but like regardless in terms of the actual filmmaking and the build-up to this character is really really well done and then I like the kind of the low rent mobster assassin type world that this movie sets up. Uh, there's a really strong sense of place in this New York. There's a really amazing that opening shot, actually, where you go through Central Park and all that stuff. That is a really impressive. And I have no idea how they did it, but I would definitely love to find out because it's it's a really, really impressive and technically difficult shot to do. Actually, back then, obviously, there's not really Internet. There's no real ways to know a lot of the details about uh, New York and like scheduling and stuff for, you know, whatever buses, anything, stoplights. 
So what they did before they shot that shot is they would just wait and just, you know, study the traffic patterns of New York for that time so that they could do this shot and not hit any uh, red lights so that they could just keep moving seamlessly through these streets. I thought that was really impressive. Like that dedication and the fact that you would, you would just have to have to do it manually. You just have to be like, you know, timing everything and probably take notes and whatever. Be like, okay, I think we can do it. And if we hit it th- just right this way, you know, it'll work out. But there's no, there's no internet. There's nothing you can check or like look up and just do that in a minute. You know, you actually have to go out and do that. I think that was really cool. Um, I also really like when the facade kind of drops or not facade, but kind of the real side of Leon is seen pretty quickly into the movie. I mean, he has like this childish quality that I think helps a lot in making him uh, a very endearing character because he's obviously capable of very impressive uh, feats and stuff, but you know, it's all, it's all violent and it's all, um, it's all like stuff that, is is pretty dark but then you have that aspect to him where you know he can't read he's uh he's balding kind of just the way he holds himself like his body language he's kind of got a childish quality to him and he's just like there's like a strange sort of innocence behind this super dark killer and i really appreciated that i think that character choice goes a long way in terms of him as just a character on his own and the relationship between him and matilda And when it comes to Matilda, this is Natalie Portman's on-screen debut, and she is fantastic for how young she is. uh, I think she was 11 when she made it, but the character is 12 or whatever. But it's it's so impressive because child actors are very hit and miss. Sometimes you get Haley Joel Osment in Sixth Sense. Sometimes you get Jake Lloyd in Phantom Menace. And, you know, there's just there's a lot of sides to that spectrum and trying to get a kid who can deliver these lines right and make everything seem natural and believable, that's a pretty difficult thing to do because they're children and it's hard to teach them a very difficult craft. But she's a master of it right off the bat. I mean, honestly, the way she plays her very first scene and the way like she moves her body and the little touches that she does with like just how she carries herself and, and holds herself um the way she she talks, everything when she uh, has to deal with the fallout from her family's murder and when she's like crying outside of um, Leon's door trying to get him to let her in. It's really, really good. I mean, she's fantastic in this movie. And uh, the whole journey of like, all right, fine, it, you know. I have nowhere to go. I don't know what to do with myself. But if you teach me how to get revenge on the the people who killed my family, then, you know, I'll I'll help out around the house. You know, I'll keep your I'll keep your plant watered. I'll keep the house clean, whatever. And in return, you have to teach me how to become a killer, which is that's a that's a pretty imbalanced uh, transaction. I realize now, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a cool idea, and she plays it very well. And I I like them together a lot. They're very, very good as the sort of quasi father daughter relationship. And uh, when they're like playing with the water gun and stuff and and she's like hiding and he's, you know, coming around to try to get her. And it's really nice. And it's it's a great contrast to her actual father, who was obviously a, a piece of shit and a drug dealer. And then you have this actual murderer who gets paid to, you know, to clean is what he calls it. And he is more human and more 
understanding of her than that guy ever was. And that's that's really an interesting contrast, but I think it's done very, very well. And their performance is is perfect. You know, they they just play off each other in the exact right way. In terms of performances, I think everybody's very good in this movie, but I really think that one of the highlights besides Natalie Portman is Gary Oldman. I've said it before, and I've, I'll say it again, man. Gary Oldman is a great actor, and I, I think it's so crazy that, to me, it's the reverse of the rest of the world. When he was cast as James Gordon in the Dark Knight trilogy, there was kind of a, a hesitation of like, well, well, he can't play Gordon. That He's a bad guy. To me, because I saw those movies first, and then now I'm seeing all these other Gary Oldman performances, I'm like, well, he can't be a villain. That's Commissioner Gordon. But he's so good at playing villains. It's he's amazing in this. This like weird, unhinged, like will turn on a like a, just a flip of a dime. He's he's so good, and he's got like this manic energy, and he's got this weird sense of like convincing people that yeah, he's calm. I'm calm. Don't worry about it. You know, he's just casually flinging a gun around. Um, that like the explosive anger about like little things like the, the coat getting ripped and then, you know, he just starts unloading on that guy. Uh, I mean, it's, he's really, really good. Uh, and he's delivering that whole monologue about, uh, Mozart and Beethoven. That was so, so good. And it's actually improvised every time they shot that scene, they did a different version of it. And I thought that was, uh, that was really cool, but that's just the one that they went with. And that's really impressive that he was able to come up with so many versions just on the spot. And I'm assuming they were all pretty good. That one was just the best. And I, I that's just, that's just crazy. It's, it's really, really good stuff. He is a fully formed character right in front of us and he is super threatening and intimidating and like the perfect villain. It's really, really good. And I, I just, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun. It has a weird premise that it kind of manages to make charming. I think it's pretty entertaining the whole way through. I enjoyed the, uh, the relationships that are formed. The villain is really cool. The whole final battle is really awesome. And then the, um, the final kill is a really, really well done when he's like, you know, I have a gift from Matilda and he hands him the pin of the grenade that Gary Oldham's like, uh, he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> and the whole building explodes. Like, oh, damn, that was pretty cold. Uh, their final goodbye before uh, Leon goes off to, to finally put the boot in on Gary Oldman. I thought that was really good. Everything is just well done in this movie, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool and very off-kilter. You know, it really, I mean, I know this is exactly what it is, but it feels like a foreign film that just happened to be set in the United States. It has a very different and unique vibe that I think is kind of wholly its own. And I appreciated that. So I really enjoyed this one. I think uh, this one's well worth checking out if you haven't seen it before. And if you have seen it, definitely well worth your time to circle back around and uh, check it out again. I would say maybe my only complaint, and this is this isn't really a fault of the movie, I guess. It's more a fault of editing. There was a deleted scene where um, he taught her this trick um, they go to, they have to like interrogate some guy or something, uh, for some reason. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent clear on the details, but they, it was a cut scene where he, uh, Leon teaches her this whole pin trick. And that is like a thing that he, he likes to do, uh, kind of like, a I don't know, this is, it sounds so morbid. Like, Oh, it's like a trick shot. I, I don't really know what to call it, but where, you know, you hand them the pin 
it's like here's a here's a gift or whatever and then you walk away or whatever and then the grenade goes off and it's just like a badass thing that he he, he thinks is cool and that moment would have paid off so perfectly at the end of the movie if he did the same thing to Gary Oldman. I thought that would have been perfect. And I don't know why they cut that scene. But regardless, I mean, I have to judge the movie as it is. And I still think it works fine without it. I just think it would have maybe worked better with that setup. Uh, and after having known that, I, I thought it kind of would have been cool. But again, that's really just kind of a nitpick. Uh, I, I don't think that really weighs on the movie at all, especially if you don't know that. So I enjoyed this and I would recommend it. All right, before I get out of here, I want to say that I'm grateful for um, our small town, like local businesses. I've got to go eat breakfast at uh, like a local cafe, and I really love it there, and I love the vibe. You know, I love it. I know all the people there, and it's like just, uh, it's just like nice. I really like our, our quote unquote downtown. It's a really small town. It's not really a downtown, but it's, uh, you know, just all the shops and like businesses there. I like going to them and I'm grateful that I have them and they're just right there and they're so cute and, and like charming. It's, it's nice. So I'm grateful for that. All right. You know, the Joe review, if you subscribe, review your podcast, five stars, super helpful. After that, you can go ahead and tell a friend if you think they would enjoy the show. Word of mouth is a great way to spread the word about this podcast. And thank you if you've done all that and thank you in advance if you are going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And yeah, until next time, it's my best friend. Always happy. No questions. Peace.